Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Gallant Few, the Rangers podcast, who are proudly sponsored by the insurance practice. The team at the insurance practice specialize in family protection and life insurance. And who better to look after you and your loved ones than fellow Rangers fans? Check out the website at www.theinsurancepractice.co.uk or contact the Gallant View for more information. Hello and welcome to the Gallant View Rangers podcast. My name's Colin McDuff and I'll be your host for today. As we look back over a very positive week for Rangers. Joining me this week, we have a full house. We've got Scott Hodge, Craig McAdam, Ian McCready and Scott Carney. For the listeners, we are recording on Sunday night. So, Scott Carney, I think you can maybe best sum up how we're, how we're all feeling. Happy Sunday, gentlemen. <laughs> so, disclaimer: as much as we try and be very biased and look, uh, sorry, very unbiased and look at a, at a balanced view, I, I think I think we all might be on a fucking high horse this week. So, apologies in advance to the listeners. Oh, I get through. So, we'll kick off. Rangers there. Uh, Rangers today had a 4-0 victory over Falkirk in the Betfred Cup. We lined up with McLaughlin, Tavernier, Golson, Bassey, Barisic, Arfield, Zungu, Haji, Barker, Etten and Defoe. So, one notable absence who I think a lot of us thought would have been in the starting lineup, Philippe, Philippe Hollander. He's tested positive for COVID-19, so best wishes to him. And the main thing is that having everyone around him is keeping safe. Craig, 
I think we would have expected quite a lot of changes, and he's made seven in the end. Have you any surprises when you've seen the lineup? No, nah, I reckon that's what we're, we're expecting. Um, we know Tav and Goldson play every game just about, so other than maybe them getting a rest, but with, with Patterson being out, I think Tav was the, the only really op- option for us at, at right back. Um, I think Patterson would have got a bit of game time if he wasn't having to, to isolate. But other than that, yeah, it's pretty much what we expected. Um, good to see people that haven't been playing get some minutes and good to see us use the, the subs as well and get some of the young boys on, which is, is always nice to see. Scott Hodge, sorry, I'm not giving you any trouble. Just uh, don't, want to, don't want to get the wrong Scott to answer. It doesn't feel like a, a depleted squad. We've made seven changes and it still pretty much looks like a like a first team out, doesn't it? Aye, everybody started the game maybe minus I've got our thoughts on Barker could have could have played. I thought I thought especially Bassey had a good game. Um at centre half. I don't know where he's looked best. I mean I remember the start, I think it was me and you Craig were talking about Bassey looking a bit shaky. I think it was pre season actually, but he's came onto a game and played really well um in Europe as well. Then um you know, I thought he had a a cracking game at centre half and yeah as you say it's hard when you know you're, you're going to a league one team to try and keep the standards up and that's obviously a massive game for them but everyone came in and done a done a really good job today so Rangers got off to a, a good start in the sixth minute Ian that corner Golton famous long ball <laughs> diagonal over the top for Jermaine Defoe and Ah, it's an excellent finish for Defoe on the ball on the volley after the bounce. That's um, two parts to the point I'm asking you here. How fucking good is Golton, and how good a finish is Defoe? Golton, Golton's definitely proven me wrong this season. His passing's improved so much. Um, he used to try those passes. And, and they'd be flying over the, the strikers' heads or flying over the, the wide man's head. And uh, he'd keep trying them and trying them, but this season they seem to be coming off a lot more of that. So he had the one for the, the goal against Livingston for the four as well, didn't he? Uh, right on the money. Same again today. And defensively, he's been so much more solid this year. Like, so much so that we, we've, we've still been unable to rest him. Uh, and then the four, you just the guy does nothing but score goals. I mean, he, he, he doesn't really have to do much more than score goals in this team just now, anyway. So, yeah, no, I think, um, uh, I think you know, you're going to get a completely different striker uh, when you play the four. You know, you won't get the work rate in the Morelos or Ruth, but when you give him the service, he'll, he'll take his chances. Scott Carney, uh, Rangers made it two with Calvin Bassey. Uh, from a good ball into the left hand side, Cedric Eaton got the got the head to it, and Bastic just tapped it in with a rebound. So we are such a, a good threat for set pieces. But just on Bassi, I know the other Scott he alluded to it at the start of the start of the show. There, where do you see him fitting in mainly this season? Do you think he will be cover for? Centre half or left back, or do you, can you see him maybe slotting into one of the roles? 
First of all, when you say Scott Carney like that, it makes me think I'm back at school. Scott Carney, I'm like, what? Wasn't it me? Um, and to be honest, lads, I'm here for the lols tonight. I'm here for the lols. Um, I thought Big Bash, he was, he was solid tonight. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, he's up against Connor Salmon tonight. He's not exactly a prolific striker to really be kind of worrying about. The the goal, I mean, it's, I, I don't know what it is with our defenders right now. They seem to be in the right place at the right time. I think Bashi being there is obviously his kind of training that he's been doing based on his kind of left back and being, he's been the, the apprentice to to, uh, to Borna. Where's it going to fit? I'm not sure. I think it was quite interesting. I don't want to jump ahead, but obviously Middleton came on and kind of played kind of left wing back as well, which I found quite interesting. Uh, I thought Middleton was done. I didn't think we'd ever really see him again, to be honest. But that was quite interesting. I was like, maybe he's going to be the kind of shadow wing back, but he's got a wee bit more pace than um, uh, Big Shirley Bassey. I'm not 100% sure that he's that much quicker. Um I would still say he's probably going to be the left back though. I think tonight, obviously, as we said, with, with Holander obviously testing positive for COVID, I think it just kind of put a wee spanner in the works. Uh, and Bassey can obviously play kind of play centre back as well. But I would still say he's more than likely going to be the um, the kind of Barisic apprentice. I was quite happy that he, he did get minutes regardless because I think we know Patterson is the only other kind of. Uh, able right back if you like uh, but he's, um, he's he's probably a lot further behind Bassey in terms of getting realistic game time so I think I, I think players who would well players who we are wanting to come in and out of the squad I was I was glad they were able to get game time today like Bassey Craig we'll stick with the left backs Borna Barisic has been quite quiet for the the last um the last few few weeks, um, I think he's went about his job um, fairly. Uh, well, he's not been poor or anything, but he's not really hit the heights that he did at the end of last season. Brilliant free kick and then a brilliant ball in for Tavernier. It's, am I being a bit harsh here when I'm saying he's been quiet? Uh, he's dropped off a wee bit, but he's dropped from a 9 out of 10 to a 7 out of 10, so it's not, it's not really anything to be upset about. Um Free kick was brilliant. Uh, one thing I noticed about the free kick, don't know if you've seen it, when they were setting up um, just before it, Tav went over and gra- physically grabbed Itten and pulled him into position in front of the goalkeeper. I don't know if anyone noticed that. Um, but it's just showing a good bit of leadership from, from Tav. He like, physically went over and moved a player to stand in front of the goalkeeper to, to block his, his line of the, the shot. So that was a good bit of leadership from him there. Um, and then again for the... The Tad goal, it's fullback to fullback. How many times have we seen it? It's it'd be good to actually know the stats. We'll need to look that one up to see how many times it's happened because it's ridiculous. It's something that it's normal for us to see. Uh, maybe I think Liverpool have probably done it a few times with uh, Alexander Arnold and Robertson, but other than that, it's not something you would normally see in a, a team that's not a, a common feature in football, but it's something that, that we do a lot of and we do it well. Um, by Barisic, he's, he's not been at the heights that he's maybe been at, but he's been absolutely steady the whole time. He's not had a bad game. Um, I think when your levels are that high, if you drop down a wee bit, then it will feel like you're you're not quite flying, but it's it's nothing to worry about for me. He's still doing excellent. So what Craig mentioned there about Tavernier showing leadership, 
I've got here um, my notes. I know you've been trying to read them, but my writing is um, my writing is shocking. I've got my notes. He's very. I thought he'd been very composed throughout the majority of the games the last few weeks, and I don't know if I'm just in too good a mood and I'm looking into everything, but he looks very composed and that kind of. So that steeliness that Gerard has after these interviews as well. He looks as if he has grown up a bit that season, hasn't he? Aye, aye, he's, he's, I was, you know, talking to, talking to somebody at work and we were talking about him and it's, it's going to be a big hole to miss, like one when he's injured or suspended or something, which touch wood it doesn't happen, but even like if we go later on when we need to replace him, it's going to be very difficult to, to replace him, we maybe not appreciate him until he actually goes, but just his, his full mannerism and, um, as, as Craig mentioned, he doesn't come across as a, as a, a shouter or anything, but he, I think he does have that in him. You know, if he's grabbing, it, I wouldn't like to grab it in the, was he six foot three or something? I'd be running like fuck. So, <laughs> um, so the so the fact that he's going over there, and let's face it, we're nine out of ten, you know, we're going to win this game today. You know what I mean? We're already 2 0 up by that point, and he's still got that urgency and demanding the standards. I love that from him, and he's, he's speaking very well. Um, I think they mentioned it in. Premier Sports um, as well today, you know, Gerard's not getting carried away, neither's Tavernier, so it's obviously the this leadership group's got this constant communication a clear plan in their heads I like that for both of them, both of them were asked about um, the League Cup draw which don't worry, we are going to spend quite a bit on the League Cup draw and who was in and who wasn't but they both answered it with the same reply, once <laughs> that time and that's exactly what you're after, you don't want them getting ahead of themselves that's your job as a uh, fickle fans to start booking um, uh, booking apologies and that for I do um, but as long as the players are taking one game at a time Ian we're going to come on to the subs uh, the first sub that was made was in 26 minutes uh, Brandon Barker just got a bit of a knock and he's went off for Glenn Kamara I know we've all got mixed opinions in Brandon Barker but I think it is someone who Gerard. Gerard likes to have in and out of the team. I was so as much as I'm not his biggest fan, I was actually disappointed to see him go because I think he this would have been a great game for him to get get up to match sharpness and get minutes in his legs. Yeah, I I think he was always going to play today, wasn't he? It was we said the other night, uh, pretty much MD didn't he play Thursday would have played today. Um but yeah, it was, it was kind of disappointing to see him go off because I, I actually backed him to score today, uh, thinking that this is the kind of game he should be. This, if, if he can't do it in this game, then you know, he shouldn't be there. Um, and I was a wee bit surprised that he brought on Kamara for him, to be honest. I would have brought on Middleton. Um, because if you're going to play... So Barker's like a proper winger. He's not like Kent. He's not like Kaji. He's... He's, he's a proper winger, so I thought bring on Middleton, and for me, Middleton's got more credit in the bank than Barker. Uh, Middleton's scored a couple of goals in Europe, uh, had a good assist against Villarreal, and for me, Barker's done nothing, really. Uh, it deserves this uh, continued Gerard um, giving him chances. Got just on Middleton then, so I don't know. I, I 
I don't know if I'm being very harsh, but I'm kind of passive towards him. Ah, he, he, he had a good first break into the team two years ago, but he's not really done anything since. He's had unsuccessful loan spells. But I don't think Gerard would have brought him in just for the sake of it. There's plenty of young players. We'll come on to Dixon and King, but there's plenty of players like Gah who he could have gave, uh, like gave game time to. Jenkins grow a, a future at the club? It's hard to say, really. I think I agree with you when, when he first broke into the team. Uh, Middleton, I was excited about Middleton at first. I was like, boy, looks rapid as well. It looks very direct. It looks like kind of take his man on. Um, also, when he first broke into the team, though, we were at that point where we just wanted the team to run, always run past the players, and it wasn't really about how we played, it was just about winning. I was surprised, I suppose, to see him playing. I can completely understand what Ian's saying by... Um, I was a wee bit shocked that Kamara came on. Uh, and at first, I was a wee bit confused about what kind of formation we were going to go into, but forgot that Hadji was there as well, so it could easily be kind of kind of shifted around. Maybe he does have a future. I'd say the, the whole the, the kind of, the kind of left-wing-back thing that he was playing, as I say, maybe that's something that they're looking into. I would be surprised if they didn't try and get him out on loan this season um, they probably have tried to kind of get him out on loan again because he isn't going to be a regular and being brutally honest right now who are you going to drop to play Middleton there's nobody really that you would drop to play Middleton but I'm also not a fan of Brandon Barker at all like not even slightly uh, I don't know why it just it's not clicking with me I can't I can't I don't get it I just don't understand it I don't know why he plays for Rangers but I mean I've said to you, I think I've said before to you as well, Conor Narpod, if he scores a goal to Windsor as 55, I'll quite happily eat my shoes. But I, I just, <clears throat> I can't take to him. Um, it looked quite, not serious with Barker, but the way he went down and what he was, the way he was holding on his ankle, it looked something that might, it's something that's a kind of reoccurring thing because he, he, he knew exactly what it was. Um, so it could be quite a spell out for him. It kind of, kind of depends what it is. But Middleton, well, time will tell, mate. I, I, I'll be surprised if we see him again this season, to be honest. I think in terms of Middleton as well, we broke in at a, a, a time where we were struggling to fill a bench, um, and he was he was like the only best option we had through the youngsters. And I, I just felt as though when he played, he, he did make a great impact. But then when it came to the second half of Gerard's first season, I felt as though just defenders knew how to play against him. and knew he was quick. He would always go on the outside if he was playing the left, and he was very, very predictable. So I think he just needs to stick in. I mean, he is only twenty, and we've had this discussion a lot of time. Players aren't breaking in till they're, you know, older, twenty-two, twenty-three. So maybe there is a long-term plan, but I think he needs to. Again, I don't think he done. He didn't do anything wrong today, but he didn't do anything particularly to change the game or anything. And if he wants to get in the first team and get more appearances, he's going to, need to really improve. Craig, we also had 18-year-old Kieran Dixon and 16-year-old Leon King make their debuts, their competitive debuts for Angels. Uh, how do you think they, they got on? Yeah, both done absolutely fine, I think. Um, it's obviously difficult when a game's already won. It's an easier game for them to, to properly get an opinion on them. Uh, I've seen them both play a couple of times for like, the youth teams as well. Uh, Dixon looks a good player. I know he's a couple of years older than King, uh, but I think King's got a huge amount of potential. Um, 
he come on at right back, but I know he's, he's really a centre back as well. But it's, at that age, it's easier to bring him on and put him into full back rather than having him in the middle. So I completely understand that one. Um, I'm glad that he signed a, a contract with us because there's a lot of talk of big clubs down south and abroad interested in him. So it's good to see him commit to us. Um, hopefully, there's another couple of contracts to come for him because I reckon he is one with a good future. And as well, Stephen is only 16, like physically, he didn't look like. A wee boy. Um, I was, I'm sure we'll get on to slagging Celtic, but watching that game, Stephen Kelly um, done really well for them. And I've noticed he's sort of filled out a wee bit when we've seen a bit of him pre-season last year. He looked like a wee boy. Um, so physically, he's grown a bit, whereas King at 16 already seems to have a bit of a, a presence about him, which if he's going to be a centre-back, you're going to need that. Um, obviously, he'll still be growing. He's still young, so... At this age, it's good to see it already. Um, and I'll just do his confidence a world of, world of good. Um, even just being in the dressing room and sitting on the bench and getting close to the first team players and the manager, it's, it's all going to stand them in, in good stead. So glad to see they, they both got on and, and both done well. I think that Leon King, there has been the most hype about him in the last couple of months in terms of players coming through the youth academy. But Kieran Dixon really impressed me. Yeah, I think. He just wanted the ball at all times. Uh, playing, we know how important the the midfield three are for us in any game, and he was always shown for it. And you know, he was uh, very forward thinking as well. It, it didn't just get on the ball and play the safe pass. He was going to get get the ball up the park. Um, I thought uh, fair play him. They both done very well. So. Rangers are through. We've been drawn to St Mirren away in the quarter-final. So let's just hold the, the football chat and talk about, oh sorry, the, the Rangers, the chat about the Rangers game, talk about who was not in the draw. Usually we wouldn't spend too much time talking about them, but I think it is relevant because we are chasing this trophy. It's now a bit easier and it's funny as fuck, lads. That's, <laughs> that's, that's probably the biggest reason. Ian, it's spectacular, mate. Spectacular. So, Scott, you've been you've been sitting there like a jack in the box, ready to pounce in this. Oh, one. mate. Talk us through the game. <laughs> so, I, I, don't, I, I hadn't bought my Premier Sports um, package for one game that, I, that I've I do, that I've done tonight. And my pal sent a message. I was watching the, the start of the Formula 1. And my pal sent a message like, oh, Man United could get pumped here. And I was like, check the score. And I was like, oh, I was like, are they getting beat 2 nothing? And then my other pal was in a group chat with just put up hunters of laughing faces. And I was like, well, I, that's not that funny. I'm like, I don't really understand what he's talking about. And literally, just as I'd done that, I just flicked over onto my sky bet. And I was just like, fuck me, Tim's are getting beat. I was like, oh my God. I was like, oh, it's 1-0. You know the usual whole thing you do? Oh, it's 1-0. It'll be, it's nothing. It's just a wee blip. See when it went to nothing. Oh, how I laughed! Oh, how I laughed! Dave, uh, <clears throat> it's over for them. It's and I, I'm not going to get put ahead of myself and say we're going to go ahead and win everything because we, we probably won't. Knowing Rangers, but their dominance is over. It's done. They, they, they they've they've lost at home in Ross County. Ross County at home. I mean, it's a it's an embarrassment to them. Uh, <sighs> Lennon must stay, but I mean, surely they, they have to show him the support for all the all the services gave the club. He has to stay. Um, oh, it's so good, doing it? It's just so good to watch them melting down. It's absolutely brilliant. 
Ian, I think um, through the through the delight there, Scott makes a good point, and I'm with him. I've I'm fighting every urge to go out and get 55 tattooed in my arm right now. But <laughs> he, he makes a he makes a point there that it, this doesn't guarantee that we'll go on and win something. But this has, for the first time in a long time, this will this will be a trophy that Celtic can win. That must that must be a blow psychologically to them. Yeah, it will be. Um, I don't know if I've ever felt so conflicted by a Celtic result. You know, on, on one hand, I want them to lose. On the other hand, I don't want Lennon to be sacked. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, it's on, on the run of a bad result, uh, uh, on the back of a bad run for them, you know, if he survives this, then I don't know. It's like we've said that Bar in general to keep getting a game. Lennon must have something on law to keep a job. Um, I you just you just can't imagine he survives this, can you? Um, but yeah, now looking ahead, as we fans tend to do, you'd have to imagine that the only team that are a threat to is at all are Hibs. And millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Other than Hibs, I, and even then, we'll beat them at Hamden. Um, I, we should win this cup, no bother now. That's it. The fine spot. I think. I think we all would. We all fancy ourselves against Celtic in a one-off game. So I think we'd be looking at realistically winning this cup or with a good chance in it. Now there's no team if, in this tournament. If Rangers are at their best, they won't beat. I think, and again, this way I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself, but Rangers of Rangers have always historically had success in the League Cup, and it's. When we win the league cup, we tend to go on and win the league with it as well because it just it boosts the team early on. I'm, a, I'm behind a point here. Do you think that's um, no, I th- a long way to the title? I, I think so. Yeah, I think you said the the, the finals in March. So hopefully, as a it's something to look forward to and gain momentum. And it's a bit of like getting the monkey off the back. Obviously, we've not had silverware for a long time, so. You know, hopefully that builds confidence, and you know, for for Gerard as well, because obviously that'll be his first managerial silverware as well. So um, it'll just be positive for the full team. And you look at players that you know have worked so hard in the past few seasons, and the coaching staff will be a massive confidence boost. Craig, I know you won't be uh, you won't be on the podium that you leave early, so you won't be able to give us your Twitter part of the week, but. Can you sum up the reaction of the Celtic fans for what you've seen so far? Uh, do you want me to just burst into tears or do you want me to start <laughs> writing? 
imagine we police after one one defeat from the the cup. Imagine when we win the league, Parky will be like fucking. <clears throat> it'll be mental. It'll set it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's a psych, It's a psychological side of it, isn't it? It's and that, that's why big picture the league cup doesn't really matter overall, does it? Um, for us, it's. It's massive this season. It's just winning that first trophy. We, we should have done it last year. Got to the final, much better team, but we, we know how that turned out. Um, and then, as I know we're all getting excited here and expecting we should win it, but how many upsets have we seen in cup games over the years? So it's we can't get ahead of ourselves, but you're right, probably Hibs are the only ones that could maybe stop us. Um, so it, it, sh- it should be a, a trophy coming home. And we just have to hope that we actually get over the line. Um, St Martin away, we should win that. It's been tricky there over the, the last couple of years. It's been close games, so you never know. Uh, but feeling good, feeling confident, and get it up then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a lot of the mood. It wasn't all sunshine and roses this week. Thursday night, we had an upset in the Europa League. Uh, Rangers gave up a 2 0 lead against Portuguese Minnows, Benfica. The game finished 2-2 overall, so um, Scott and Carney, uh, Benfica would have, uh, this is a, a big game for them, playing a, a team like Rangers, um, good point for them, what do you think, to the result in Tulsa? So I don't know if it's any of you boys, I don't know if any of you boys are getting new FIFA, right? But, but it was like literally playing a game of FIFA, so you go 2-0 up and you're like, Magic, you're beating a team you shouldn't be beating, and then the computer AI decides, no, you can't be winning two nothing, and you just let the computer. No matter what you do, they're going to score two goals. It's also the strangest game plan I've ever seen from Benfica in my life because they must have went right. Sorry, right, it's went two nothing, but they're going to be knackered in a minute, and when they're knackered, we're going to score, and it just seemed to happen. It was, I was, I was like, I was, I was. Raging about it again. I was like, we've, we've hibsed it. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I can't believe we've done that, that again. But again, I, I, I put it in a group chat to use. See, as soon as I seen Gerard's interview after it, I was just, I was pure brought right back, right, right back down to earth with it. I was like, this is a Champions League team. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what, they're the third or fourth high spenders in, in European football this season. Uh, I mean, that's crazy stats. And as you say, if we'd have been offered two. Two points over the two games with Benfica home and away. You would, I mean, you would have bit your hand off. It's just the way it happened twice, and it was like, as you say, they, they say lightning doesn't strike twice in the same place. What fucking did against Benfica, didn't it? So, uh, so it was all lucky um, to a certain extent. I mean, Roof's goal, the second goal, that deserved to win any game. What a, what a goal! The way that the move and everything about it, and the way he finished it was 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 brilliant. But I, it's a wee bit. But I mean, I'm, I'm fully confident the Rangers will win the next two games in the Europa League, and we'll probably finish that um, that group top. So onwards and upwards, really. It's one of the ones at the time it was so, kind of hard one to take, but you reflect on it now. And plus, once Stevie G says it's all right, I'm I'm okay. Okay, Stephen, I agree with you. <laughs> Ian, for for the first seventy minutes, the Rangers played some amazing football and. Even the even the first goal, I know Ruth has scored another belter, but even for the first goal, uh Arfield's goal, we we were so aggressive early on. It's I think I think over and I, I know the I know in Benfica we sorry, in Portugal, 
we were playing against 10 men, but I think you've seen the best of Rangers over these two games and also what happened when Rangers switch off. But are, are you worried the fact that we've gave up a two-goal lead twice or are you taking comfort in the level of the opposition? Uh, a wee bit worried, um, but also halfway... A can in between, I suppose. Like when you, if you look, if it had been, you know, if it had been like uh, Sparta Prague or something that was coming and turning us over like that, uh, it might have been embarrassing, you know. Uh, but <laughs> um, it's Benfica, like as you've just mentioned, like fourth or fifth highest vendors in Europe, um, like some some like team full internationals, and you know if you're internationals and you switch off for that five minutes, they're going to punish you and that's exactly what's happened we've switched off and the first game it's our field just not picking the right pass, just switching off and, and instead of playing it into the corner or taking it back to the goalkeeper or something he switches off and plays a forward pass, we lose the ball they got the partner score and then it's Tav has a poor header and Goldson for me switched off and and uh, lets his man get a shot away. And I, it's just a team full of internationals is going to punish you uh, when you switch off. And we just don't have that at home in Scotland where we can have those wee lapses in concentration and uh, we get away with it. I'll be honest, I think... Um, no, I, I'm the same as, as most people that before... Before a ball was kicked, what Gerard said, you would attain two points against Benfica, but I do really hope the, the players take a lesson. And you know, I don't want to, I don't want to bring the mood down too much. But I think they, I hope they take the lesson that if you switch off at any point, you can throw away a two-goal lead. And I hope they take it as it doesn't have to be Benfica. If you switch off against a, a Ross County or St Mirren, like there's every chance you. So I hope they. I don't know. I hope, if anything, it'll be a positive and it'll maybe bring them back to the earth. Craig, there's been a lot of, a lot of folk talk about the, the game management and in particular, Gerard not making a sub. And I think we have criticised him on here beforehand for not making a sub. I think we were crying out for a Ryan Jack or somebody to take him on in the middle of the park. We only had Jamie Berjonas, so I I kind of think I understand why he didn't make a sub. What do you, what do you think? Uh, I, I get what you mean there. Because um, I, I was thinking myself in my 2 0 up, what changes should we be making? Um, again, with hindsight, I think we said this after the, the away leg against Benfica about what changes we should have made. But at, at the time, I could I could understand why he wasn't making changes. Uh, the way the game was going, plus we knew we had an easier game this weekend. We didn't have to keep people fresh for the weekend because we'd be making changes anyway. Um, so, aye, it is disappointing to lose a two-goal lead twice against the same team. It's something that shouldn't be happening. But at the same time, it is Benfica. And also, I might be wrong here, I'm sure somebody will correct me, but I think we've conceded nine goals this season and five of them have been against Benfica. And it's almost December. So... <laughs> What the fuck do we have to complain about? I've seen that. I've seen a stat. Um, in 23 games, Rangers have lost nine goals. 
In nine games, Celtic have lost 23 goals. <laughs> <laughs> Tells you everything. Scott leaves us with eight points, joint top with Benfica. We just need one more win to get through, and we're up against standard Liège at Ibrox on Thursday night. And again, don't lack counter chains. If Rangers turn up and play the way they can play, I'd be expecting that. I'd be expecting three points here. How can you see Rangers setting up? Is it the same same as usual and take the game to them? Yeah, yeah. I think we should, we should take confidence. Um, you know, it was a great result um, that we got, and and obviously it's um, it's over away this time. Sorry, yeah. So um, no, we're at home. Oh, we're at home. Just for the listeners, uh, the Arsenal Wolves game is on in the background, and Hodge absolutely zoned out as he gave his answer. Professional, professional, mate. That's what that is. Professional. Yeah, that's in man. No, I think, I think, yeah, it's just a case of getting the goal in the Wolves game. No, so I just get the job done. Uh, three points, and then I think Gerald said it as well. It'd be good to get the job done. I think in the last few seasons I've just waited and waited and it's been down to the last game. So if we can get the victory that we really need, <laughs> our strongest eleven, then maybe in the like Poznan game at, at the end, we can bring Zungo in a bit more of a competitive game and, and ease a man and uh Bassi perhaps and you know you maybe look at I mean Hollander might be back then. You've got maybe Goldson a bit of time out as well, John McLaughlin, so it will be good, full strength squad, get the three points, get the job done, because I, I, I really don't know what, what's better, finishing first or second, because you look at our draw last year, and you know some of the teams that we could have got, and being first is just crazy, so I, to be honest, I don't know, I don't, I don't think it matters too much if you're first or second in the group, I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's just your luck of the draw. As I think, uh, uh, good point, mate. You can uh, head back to the. the, the <laughs> Cheers. Uh, no, I think for me, the main thing is just qualifying, get that done and dusted first and foremost, and then we'll take the we'll take the group, the knockout stage as it comes. Ian, we won't spend too much time on it because we've got Thursday, Thursday compete with first, but we've got we've got Ross County on Sunday. Thankfully, they're without the midfield wizard Stephen Kelly, but they they'll be they'll be full of confidence after today's result. Well, they, I mean that that's not a very good Celtic team, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, they will they'll absolutely be full of confidence, but as you say, they'll be they'll be missing their midfield wizard. Um, they'll be coming up against an, an actual defence. Um, and we are playing just a hundred levels above Celtic right now, so um, it's a totally different uh, scenario for them. It's obviously they going to Celtic Park; they're turning up, and it's it's a free hit for them. Like we're not expected to win that game at all today. Um, I suppose it's the same when they come to Ibrox, but um, I think this season we've just been. Ruthless against these uh, lesser we were today. All those changes and we still win four 0 I didn't actually expect it to be that comfortable today. Um, just because we made so many changes, 
Um, and then I suppose we've done with Steamroll of Motherwell, Hamilton, Aberdeen. You know, we've just been beating everybody like convincingly this season, and I think that'll be the same again come 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 Ross County. Uh, we point on the Europa League. I think we'll actually need a point to get through. Uh, obviously, Lech Poznan will be playing Benfica, and if Benfica, if Lech Poznan don't beat Benfica, then we only need a point. That's uh, that's that's comforting, though. Then, so I for Thursday, aye, even if it does, even if it is just a point, we end up getting and we go through. I think yeah, it's just the most important thing is to get through and then worry about the last game as it comes. So before we wrap up. The best part of the week, the officially titled Twitter part of the week, but more commonly known as what's the best thing you've seen in Kerrydale Meltdown. Um, <laughs> Scott Carney, kick us off. What for you? What's the funniest thing you've seen in the world of social media? So I've seen that. Obviously, I've seen quite a few. Um, today's been a particular highlight. Uh, however, I'll, I'll stay off the the. the the Kerrydale Meltdown one now, and I'll go for one of the best ones I've seen was the Gallant Few put up their best 11 on Twitter and picked Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was particularly good. That was, that was quite funny, making the jokes there. That's quite good. Uh, i also seen um, <laughs> when, is it Gary Holt, the Livingston manager? Uh, he resigned and left and somebody put up um, he was standing in front of the Tony Macaroni Stadium and somebody put up uh, Pasta La Vista baby (laughs) 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 I thought that was quite good as well Um, but I will obviously go on to um, Kennedy Meltdown now the funniest one I've seen is the the video of the kids TV show and uh, the the Sash Bash, have you seen this? Aye. Uh, it's absolutely tremendous. For anybody that's not seen it, see if you just type in Sash Bash into Twitter, it comes up. It's one of the first ones that comes up. And it's a, a, a kids' TV show. And obviously there's a Tim Wee's Wayne and uh, the, the Wayne's running in and going, uh, Dad, they're having a Sash Bash, they're having a Sash Bash. And now the Rain's running about the house just saying that they're going to a Sash Bash. Yeah, aye, that, that was particularly good as well. But just going to Kerrydale Meltdown and now, honestly, you could do a full show on it right now, I'm telling you. Aye. Well, um, aye. Cut a good choices and cheers for outing me in my own podcast, mate. Thank you. I've, um, aye, I've never I've never claimed to be in the know and MD that's seen that tweet. <laughs> I don't fucking know that I'm definitely not. Um, <laughs> Ian, what's the funniest thing you've seen this week? Uh, so my, mine's comes from an idiot Celtic fan and it was... Uh, oh... Celtic had, had posted a picture of Maradona with a Celtic top um, and they had posted a, a rest in peace message to him and some Celtic fans came in and said, great appointment. Did you see the comment underneath it though? And just right. oh. Fuck's sake, just seen his deed, R.I.P. or something. <laughs> 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 oh, come on. So, that, that for me was the, the best thing I've seen. Scott, what's the funniest thing you've seen this week? So, obviously, the the Celtic meltdown's been good, but I've decided to keep it in, in Rangers fans here. So, uh, there was obviously the, the tweet about... Uh, Hollander being testing 
positive for, for COVID and, you know, all good get well messages soon. And um, somebody posted, man, that that man's that good at reading the game he avoided going to training to pass it on <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, I've done the same I, I think it's uh, I don't want to oh Scott you got another one I've got just literally just seen one there mate that's quite good so sorry I know it's Kerry Dale Milton again keep shouting fuck off Lennon and the Doug Lennon thinks I'm shouting at it keeps on <laughs> <laughs> and keeps running away fucking sin but it's Celtic's fault <laughs> another one as well my pals just put up wonder if Peter Lowell will be waiting on Neil in the showers to, to sack him <laughs> so uh, anybody that's no no already seen Kerry Mel down on Twitter like it's today is a particular highlight but it is tremendous I'm um, I'm going to pick something out with Kerry Dale Meltdown. Did you see the the video of John Gregg talking to Morelos? I think when they were uh, filming the Christmas advert, and John Gregg's talking about Alan McCoy and Morelos doesn't have a clue what's going on. Somebody's uh, somebody's put up a, a video replying to that tweet. It's uh, Oasis doing a live gig in Spain, and they're singing uh, they're singing Wonderwall and William Gallagher's. William Gallagher saying, there are many things I like to say to you, but I don't speak fucking Spanish. A <laughs> 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 uh, thank you to Craig McAdam who joined us early on in the show and fucked off early to go and get his Sunday dinner. Scott Carney, thanks for joining us, mate. Truly my pleasure today, gentlemen. My pleasure. Ian, always a pleasure in a virtual. Absolutely. Uh, all, all made better by Celtic losing and us winning. And Scott, thanks very much for taking the time out from the football to join no, us today. No problem. Cheers, lads. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, a lot of midweek content coming up in the next few weeks. You would have already seen the, the Tenny Bears and the Generation Bears series of now been live. If you want to, if you want to take part and get involved, please get in touch via Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, or on follow follow. Give us a shout. We'd love to get you on. This week we actually have an interview with one of the regional youth coaches for New York City FC. It's a good blue nose applying his trade in America. Uh, we've got an interview with him, Callum Sinclair, on kind of. The his career and uh, his take on the current youth setup at Rangers. My name is Colin McDuff, and thank you all for listening.
I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.